Hello and welcome to this episode of HBCU. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. Joining me on the show today is a father and daughter duo, both of which graduated from Howard University. Please help me welcome Omar and Nyla McGee to the show. Glad to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, the pleasure Hello. is all mine. So I want to uh, jump in, and, and Nyla, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I want to know, how did you select Howard University as your HBCU? <laughs> so this was like a huge debate within my family about which HBCU I was going to choose. Some people were going for Spelman, some people were going for Clark, some were going for Morgan State. It was a... It was really a raffle. Everybody, nobody really knew my choice, but at the end of the day, I always knew kind of where I wanted to go um, from the start just by seeing my uncle and actually a cousin go there. I kind of was inspired by them to follow their lead since they're doing so well off. But those two, like, I definitely took a visit to Clark and Spelman, and I was trying to figure out which is going to be the best fit for me before coming. And I feel like once you get to campus, and once we took my campus visit to Howard, this is where I felt the butterflies and excitement and pictured myself here. Okay. So, Omar, uh, what about you? How did you end up selecting uh, Howard University? Um, so I want to make a correction really quick because I just don't want to throw our audience off. Um, Nyla's my niece that I raised, so I'm more of a father figure. Her, so okay. just wanted to make a little gotcha. clarity of that. Um, okay. So um, I found Howard, honestly, um, I'm from Flint, Michigan. We both are. And at the time I was in high school, it wasn't a lot of um, it wasn't a lot of notoriety. It wasn't a lot of advertising for African-American for HBCUs. So I actually found Howard looking for Hillman. I was watching the Bill Cosby show, A Different World. Yeah. And I stumbled up on it and I was like, yo, did my research. And it was a match made in heaven from there. So, uh, Omar, do you in all honesty. <laughs> so do you recall the first day that you set foot on Howard University's campus, what was that experience like? It was the best day. Of my life. Uh, it was the best day of my life. It was um, it was crazy because when I first went, it was like a week before, and it was I went to the Million Man March and I went on campus. I just saw the black excellence at its highest level, and it was just something that I never experienced before, and I was just in awe. My whole four years. Wow. So, Nyla, you just graduated uh, last week from Howard. And so yes. that, that, that journey for you didn't begin as long ago as it did for your uncle. So tell me, what was your freshman year like at, at Howard? Freshman year was kind of disappointing just because um, the pandemic, it kind of made like a shift. So I really didn't get to have the full first year that I felt as I deserved. But I got to learn that, like, you know, life goes on and I can continue to have those memories. So I definitely got to have fun more so my junior and senior year of college just because we got to be present on campus again for those years. So, talk so, so kind of fast forward. Wasn't the best. So fast forward to the junior year when you got the opportunity to really experience uh, what Howard was all about because we were coming out the uh, pandemic. So what was it the junior year like? Junior year, you really got a sense of like the family orientation of Howard. Um, I was always able to call on my local, my neighbor, my classmate, anybody for help. If I didn't have something as simple as laundry detergent left, somebody was willing to offer it to me just as if I was at home and my normal cousin would do or my next door neighbor. It was definitely a family home just because we all understood it was still COVID. We weren't really 
it was still pre-COVID, like pre-COVID, so we weren't able to like do as much, but we made the best of it we could by social distancing and stuff. So I definitely feel like when I came back, it was a different environment, but I made the best of what college could be. And it was definitely exciting from going to things like homecoming again. Um, what else? Homecoming, spring fest, just high school, um, not high school, college um, nightlife. It was just a, a great experience just to have fun and enjoy myself in my teenage years. And then going to my adulthood, I really appreciate Howard for allowing me to set foot on campus and make my mark on campus. So, Omar, I want to ask uh, you, what are homecomings like at Howard University? <laughs> the world stops. <laughs> it's just the best event, uh, definitely on the East Coast. I think it's the biggest homecoming in, in all of HBUs, HBCUs. We're the Mecca. I mean, it's just something you have to experience. Um, the Black diaspora come from all over the world to have that experience and people that's not even from um, HBC, uh, people that's not even from an HBCU, they come to experience because they heard of the excitement, the, 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 the enjoyment, black excellence, the performances, the fashion shows, the, you know, the DC period. I mean, how it shuts down and how we take over the city. It's just, um, it's something to experience. I think it's just, I think it's probably consistently the biggest black event we have in our culture. So while you were at Howard, uh, Omar, were there any uh, professors or faculty members that mentored you, that helped you along uh, your educational journey there? Oh, still to this day, I went to school for film and like Dr. Lada, um, Dr. Vicki Saunders, uh, we stay in contact. They stayed in contact with me through my freshman year all the way until now, it's, it's it's more of a family. I don't even really consider it a school at this point because our alum is strong. Um, I'm very close to all the people I went to school with, and we still have different functions. Or even in business right now, they support me to this day. Anything I when I first opened up Posh, I mean, my first three sales were from Howard, a Ferrari, a G wagon, and um, Mercedes, and uh, it was just my first three purchases from Howard, just to make sure I start off the right way. And that's just what we do here at Howard, right. family and, you know, from Kamala to the smallest person with the, open up the smallest shop anywhere. If they're from Howard, it's just the love we have for each other and the love we have to see each and every one of us succeed in life. It's just something we do. It's born in, it's, it's bred in us. So Nyla, I know you mentioned that uh, you started your journey at Howard in the uh, middle of the pandemic. And so I know that had to be pretty challenging for you uh, because it was obviously a situation that none of us had been through uh, in our lifetimes. Uh, talk to me about that time and how you were able to uh, persevere through it. So persevering through um, Howard Online was definitely a, just a challenge because I still didn't have that same network back home during the pandemic. I went back home to see my family. Um, but we created one. We used this like social spaces like group me to interact with each other and plan out things. OK, when we get to campus, this is what it's going to do. We're going to bring this back, you know, just keep that hope alive that, you know, it's always going to be over. We like lean ahead on our shoulder because we all didn't know what's going on. And, you know, as a like as a college student, you're just getting out of the house and you're returning back because and this is like all unexpected to everyone. So it's kind of just like. Hey, I need somebody to talk to that understands what I'm going through right now. So we could pick up a call. Hey, 
like, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing fine today. Like, you know, I'm still just, you know, working, doing online class. But, like, the pandemic, I can't go out the house. It's really stressful. So it's nice to have somebody, like, to talk to instead of being in the house with your family the whole time. Um, we still make connections. We still play games over um, social media, stuff like that. It was still very family-oriented. Like, we never left. And when we came back to campus, it was still, like, we never left each other. We were still at hugs and kisses and all i definitely felt like the pandemic almost made me stronger just because nobody us stronger because nobody had to go through it i got our class had to go through it um it made us come together more just because we were all stuck at home with our families and um grieving what we could have been doing and what our college years could have been like so omar i want to ask you uh how do you feel howard prepared you to be the successful business person that you are today um, you know, it's always the myth that, you know, black colleges don't prepare you for the real world. Right. But what Howard teaches you is that, you know, if you know who you are, the world will adjust to you. Right. You don't have to bend. You don't have to lose self. You don't have to have, you know, insecurities that society breeds in black men or black women. We know who we are. We know the excellence. We know what we stand on. We know where we're from. And we have a strong community to call on if, you know, problems occur. So I think just that confidence in going outside, going outside of campus and into the world and the business world, knowing who you are, knowing what you stand for. And also it prepared me, me being from the inner city, me being a kid that's uh, that didn't have a lot of access. You know, it polished me in so many different ways, just even enjoying visiting other rich families that, you know, I probably would have never met in my lifetime and just going to see what marriage is like in a rich family and, you know, different experiences. And we all came to Howard with different experiences, but we learned from each other and we became closer. And um, it's something that I cherish to this day. So Nyla, I know that you're just getting ready to begin your uh, journey and next chapter in life. Uh, how do you feel that Howard has prepared you to take that next step? I feel like Howard has prepared me in many ways. Within every class, I can see how I learned something different that I can actually use towards my professional life, whether it's improving my presentation skills, my, my vocal skills, my vocabulary, um, I can actually go into my professor's office and tell him like, okay, like I know I did bad on this, this assignment. What do I need to work on? He would tell me like, these things matter, your vocabulary, your grammar, you spelled this wrong wrong, this spot is wrong, down to the T of what I need to be focusing on to get to where I need to be in life. And I feel like that was very instrumental to me graduating and me um, graduating with honors just because they help you focus on every little detail and remind yourself that you have to be better than everybody around you to win in this life. And I kind of always stuck with that. So I know one, one of the things that you're passionate about is advocating for others. Uh, talk to me about that and why you're so passionate about advocating for others. I'm really passionate about advocating for others just because um, many reasons, actually. Uh, I always had my uncle as an advocate for myself, so I always looked up to that and I always knew I can never give him as much as he has given me. So the only way I can give back is I give back to other people and give them my wisdom and give them my 
encouragement because so many other people have helped me get here to where I am today. Being able to be a first generation college student and graduate, I would have never been doing whatever do about my village. My village is the one that helps support me and other people need a village too, because the only way we're going to see black Black um, youth survive in this world is if we continue to help them and uplift them and make the next person better than we made ourselves. So, Omar, uh, talk to me about uh, after you graduated from Howard, uh, what was your professional journey like? Man, I don't know if we have enough time for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. So, uh, I went to school for film. I came out to California. I did a film called Flintown Kids. It did very well. That's how I acquired a little bit of my earnings. And then from there, um, this is where um, I think Nyla took a lot from me. Um, I opened up a school for, for African-American kids. It was called Executive Prep Academy of Finance. I sent over 400 kids to college. It was 100% graduation, 100% four-year college. And it was something that I was taught by my fathers to always give back. And I was fortunate enough in the film industry to rub shoulders with billionaires all across the world. So I learned so much about business. So once I acquired enough wealth, I went to send that elevator down to pick up as many children I possibly could. And um, I did that. And I went in after that, I went into the car business and um, created Posh Luxury Imports, which is probably, probably black um, car dealers, exotic car dealerships um, here in L.A., um, by far. And uh, that's a little bit of my journey. But just, you know, within that thread of success, Howard was very instrumental in everything that I did in business and where I come from and how I approach things in life. So, uh, Nyla, you're already an entrepreneur, right? So uh, at, a, at an early age. So talk to me about the tanning effect and what inspired you to start this business and tell us more about it. The Turning Effect um, was originally started because I really wanted something to have on my own. I grew up from a family of entrepreneurs. Like I said, my great granddad has owned Auto Collision for over 50 years. My uncle has always been in the entrepreneurship, as well as aunties, other uncles, my mom, my sister. It's just always been inside me to start my own thing. While I specifically to start an education was mostly because um, my background, I've never felt like I was prepared to go to school. I never thought that school would be something for me. Um, my mother, actually, she didn't um, graduate from high school and she always would tell me that college was not for her. And I wanted her to know that, hey, I did it. Like we came from the same environment and I did it. College is for you just because you don't think that you belong in that space, you do. Um, inspiration also came from my uncle, like he said, when he started his educational prep academy in Los Angeles, it was kind of like, wow, you really just built a school. That was something huge for me to see because I've never seen anybody do like start a real school in my life and like to actually work along, along him at that young age really inspired me to do something like that. So basically what my program is, is the tanning effects. So basically what I try to do is I tend to tan a nation with black and brown students to encourage minority students to, to succeed and pursue higher education institutions. So I mostly focus on historically black colleges disputing the narrative that um, HBCUs don't teach you, HBCUs are party schools, HBCUs are just um, lack funding. I want to just dispute that narrative and show people that we actually come from great spaces. College is fun, you're educational, and you do belong to be in the space because we are all back. We all are share the same African diaspora, and you will feel welcomed. Um, I just speak to a lot of my friends whenever we have our webcast, and they teach for children as well, and say they had the same fears that these high schools are having now, and they're saying they're scared. They've never been away from home. 
They um, they struggled in school. I struggled in school. I made, I believe, magnum cum laude or, um, when I first graduated college and I just graduated summa cum laude in college. I exceeded my own expectations in college, so I'm extremely proud of myself. And that's why I really want to show kids, like, it doesn't matter where you started at high school. As long as you get in, you could do better in college. It doesn't matter about your circumstances. I work full time through college and it surely shows like if you have the right determination, you could get here and you could still succeed. So, Omar, uh, and you talked about the fact that you've sent uh, 400 kids to college. I think it's the number you, you said. Yes. So t- talk to me about yes. that, that program and your inspiration behind launching it. Uh, my inspiration was um, kids like me that would never have the opportunity to have access to that financial education that I was fortunate enough to have and being able to be in rooms with billionaires and millionaires and learning how money really works. And that was something that I knew I had to do. It was just a calling and just to have uh, Nyla on the side of me as a little kid to see that and experience that was something, you know, I was proud of, too, because it's legacy. And it builds the confidence in her to go on and do bigger and better things that than I could ever do. And that's always the goal is to, you know, push next generation further than um, we could ever imagine. You know, I always tell people, you know. My goal is to be the man my father would be if he had the same opportunities in education I had. Right. So I'm pushing the envelope as far as I possibly can. And I'm going to push her as far as, far as she possibly can go. I'm always going to keep the fire under her and never let her get um, comfortable. Um, always make her feel uncomfortable because I see the greatness in her. And I just want to make sure she reaches um, she reach her goal. And um, that's that's always my goal. And that's what you know I strive for. So, Nyla, what's uh, what's on the horizon for you? What do you have in your immediate future in terms of your your short and long term goals uh, now that you are officially a graduate of Howard University? So right now what I'm working on is studying for my GMAT exam so I can get in to take my MBAs. Um, I'm also looking for um, I got a couple office um, jobs. Um, I'm working here back for one, but like such as AT&T and Amazon. Um, but I want to get my managerial experience up. Um, I plan to after in my long term goals, I plan to own my own holding company. Um, basically, in the end game, like I like I said, I do have a lot of people in my family that have businesses. And I want to see their businesses carry on after they um, are gone. So I just want to make sure that our family legacy stays alive. Like that's one thing I take pride in is just seeing how I always had a place to go to when I'm home or when I'm in LA. I have a place to work or learn something, learn a new skill about a different occupation. So I always inspired by that. Um, but keeping our family's legacy alive is one of my my strongest commitments right now. Omar, uh, I want to touch bases again on just the, the, the impact you've had on uh, youths who you've been able to send to college. Are there any stories or individuals that uh, you have helped along the way that have made an impact on your life? Yeah, I would love for you one day if you get a chance to come out here to L.A. and I can show you um, the school was based on finance and it was about entrepreneurship, etiquette, um, how to eat at the table, understanding credit, how to put together a business plan. What's the difference between an LLC and a C-Corp? So proprietorship, all those things these kids were learning at a young age. And now a lot of the kids have their own businesses. They have they got, you know, they have everything from hair distribution lines, restaurants, restaurants. Um, um, check 
and uh, credit card companies. They have processing companies. They're doing amazing out here. And all of these kids are from the inner cities, from Compton, Watts, South Central, and Inglewood. So uh, I'm very proud of them. A lot of them have purchased cars from me. It's, it's just really uh, an amazing feeling to see one of your students come in and purchase something from you. And uh, to this day, I have a separate phone for them. I still um, attend their graduations from, you know, from college. Um, just anything that they're doing, anytime they're celebrated, I'm, I try my best to be there and be, you know, walk them through whatever or help them any way I can. So talk to me about Posh. I know that you do luxury, high-end, exotic cars. Tell me a little bit about Posh and what inspired you to uh, start this company. Well, my father was always into cars, and at an early age, I hated cars because he made me work on them. He had a collision shop, and then he went into sales, but he was selling like Buicks and Toyotas and things like that, and that wasn't my thing. And um, once I moved to California, and I saw the Rolls Royces, Lamborghinis, and the price points, and I was like, okay, now it makes sense, right? So I had all the answers to the test. I just had to take the test. My father taught me everything I needed to know in the car business, so it was just easy for me to come here and apply everything he taught me. And um, actually, I opened Posh during the um, the um, um, pandemic. Right. And um, the little one right here, she was right next to me while I was starting. So she went through the whole process from getting the building to going inside, cleaning up and ordering cars and all of and because she didn't have nothing to do. So my goal is we're not doing anything. We're going to learn business. Right. We're going to learn how to start a business from head to toe. And um, she was right there with me from the school all the way to the car business on all the way on to, into Howard. So um, that was my passion. That was my I always say. um Kids are my purpose and cars are my passion. So talk to me about the type of vehicles that you carry and perhaps uh, <laughs> some of the, you know, high profile transactions you've been involved in with a variety of celebrities. Um, I deal with everything from your BMW all the way up to your supercars from Bugattis, right? I have everything from your Rolls Royce, Ferraris, um, anything you can imagine. Um, from my clientele, we have Amy Joseph from Howard University. Yandy, actually, I'm selling her a car right now uh, from Love & Hip Hop. Uh, it's probably my second one selling her. Um, Andrea Lofton, um, your vice president from Google Marketing. Dwayne Wade, um, I mean, I have a lot. I can I can go on for days. So my clientele is pretty exclusive, and it's it's okay. It's pretty it's pretty it's pretty cool. <laughs> so Nyla, I want cool. to ask you um, what what was the experience like being there with your uncle as he went through this entire process of starting this luxury car business? For me, my experience following him every day was really to see a different businessman, like really in his element. Um, we woke up from 5 a.m. to start selling cars, delivering cars, whether it was like I had to follow him in another car just to drop it off at somebody's house. Um, I even enjoyed to test drive a couple cars. That was kind of fun. <laughs> um, it was definitely just a different experience to learn how to navigate the business industry, how to how to sell, how to persuade, Um I even like got to like read over contracts and documents, just 
how to analyze this. The same thing that Howard taught me, he showed me how he applied them into his daily life, which was super cool to see how everything that I'm learning at school actually deals with the real world. Um, I definitely don't see that in any other institution. I, when I was talking to my friends that went to PWIs, they always tell me like, you know, I just went to school to get the degree. I went to school to get my degree to learn and actually apply it to my profession, my career. So Nyla, I want to ask you to take about 30 seconds and tell me why should someone consider Howard University to further their education? I truly believe that someone should choose Howard University to pursue their education because you will go in one person and walk out a totally different person. You will walk out for the better. I have never heard a story of somebody coming to Howard and saying they lacked something in themselves. You grow within every area of your life, whether it's as small as your education, the way you way you dress, the way you learn something. There's always somebody to teach you something. Um, any skill that you want to learn, there's always a friend, any professor. When I can say um, about the Howard family, how Uncle Omar is able to call on his teachers to this day. To this day, I'm still testing. I just graduated a week ago and I'm still texting my professor like I'm still in class. It's a sense of family. It's really a sense of family. Like I can call them up from everything. They're still asking me, have you had time to research this? Do you need help with this? It's really a family orientation. So if you want to come to Howard, I feel like you need to take a visit, feel the butterflies and come and join us. Nyla, uh, what a great way to uh, wrap up the show. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but I want to thank you so much for being on the, uh, on the program. Uh, Omar, the same to you. Thank you so much for taking time out your busy schedule to be here with us today. To our viewers, thank you for watching this episode of HBCU. I'm D Brown, CEO, and remember, without you, there's no me.